In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes, so keep pen and paper handy. 1 John 3, 7, A says, Little children, let no one deceive you. See? Because if you do, your mind will be disordered. You'll be dysfunctional. You'll be in regression. A deception will wipe you out. 1 John 3, 7, 8 says, little children, let no one deceive you. And you must know the truth if you're going to guard against Deception. People can look so real, but be so phony. Number five, you minister to your mind when you remember your past victories. You minister to your mind when you remember past victories. Psalms 105, here we go again. I mean, minister, it will minister to you. Psalm 105, verse 5 says, Recall the miraculous deeds he performed, his mighty acts, and the judgments. He decreed. Beloved, some of you may be in a difficult place at this moment. Some of you may be going through trying times. But the same God who delivered you from past trials, the same God who delivered you from past disappointments, the same God who delivered you from past hurt, past betrayal, past crisis, is more than able to deliver you through your personal trials at this very moment. He's the same God and he doesn't change. Therefore, encourage yourself by reflecting on past victories and the miracles that God has done in your life, which will encourage your heart today. How many of you have seen God work some miracles in your life? Your back was against the wall. You were in a tough place. Uh, you didn't know how things were going to work out. Maybe you were losing sleep and you felt guilty for not trusting God when you saw how God at the end of the day worked it out miraculously. And all you could say was nobody but God. You have any but gods in your, in your life? But God. But God. But God. But God. But God. But God. God kept me. God kept me through that car wreck. God, God got me off of that operating table. God turned my life around off of drugs. God got me off of pornography. God healed my soul. God, God, God. He's a miraculous, miracle-working God. And I submit to you today that God still works miracles. Do I have a witness here? How many of you believe and know that you know you know that God still works miracles? It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he will do for you. You just sang that open song, our God is an awesome God. Good God Almighty. 
The same God that performed victories and miracles in your past crisis is God enough to take you through your issues today. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You see, my friend, number six, we cultivate the mind of Christ when we guard our minds. We cultivate the mind of Christ when we guard our minds because it is under persistent, continuous attacks by the enemies. Uh, the, the enemy attacks your mind. I mean, my mind is, you, you just don't know the level of battle that I deal with because the higher you go up in the kingdom, the more intense the battle is for your mind. Because Satan wants to wipe me out, and if he wipe me out, then he calls you to be disheartened. That's why we need to focus on Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, which says, above all else, guard your heart. Oh, my goodness. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from the heart. So guard it, shield it, protect it. When your mind is under the influence of Satan, you say, how do I know? i tell you how you'll know. I'm going to tell you right now so you won't be in doubt. When your mind is under the influence of Satan, you'll have unholy desires. You will gossip. When your mind is under the influence of Satan, you will promote strife, self-promotion. Uh, there will be jealousy, the spirit of competition. When you're under the control of Satan, when Satan has your mind, there will be mental confusion and evil thoughts. Just one after another. Satan does not ever run out of evil thoughts. He's got enough evil thoughts for everybody in this room. That's right. Evil thoughts. But when your mind is under the influence of the Holy Spirit, then it produces holy desires. When your mind is under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you're about unity. You will promote peace. You will give out godly counsel to whomever needs it at the appropriate time. When your mind is under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will bear good fruit. You will pursue righteousness and possess love and compassion for others when your mind is under the control and influence of the Holy Spirit. Everything flows from the heart. Therefore, it is critical that you guard your mind. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around. He's lurking around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You see, Satan will attack your mind. And, and as a matter of fact, He'll even attack your mind while you're sitting in church. He don't care about, Satan don't care about you sitting in church. Satan will do a job. He'll put some of the nastiest, ugly, no good thing on your mind. Folk thinking you having a good time in the Lord, your mind is somewhere where it really shouldn't be. That's right. Satan doesn't care about you being in the church. Satan doesn't care about your Bible. <laughs> He's a shrewd devil. Shrewd devil. Satan will attack your mind through doubt. He'll get you to doubt God's word. He'll get you to doubt yourself. He'll attack your mind through fear. Satan will attack your mind through worry. 
Satan will attack your mind through stress. He will stress your mind out if you permit him. He will attack your mind through discouragement. He will attack your mind through pride. He will attack your mind through temptation. Uh, He will attack your mind through a crisis of identity where many believers embrace lies about themselves. You must literally fight. Say fight. Say it a little bit louder. Say it like you really want to fight. Yeah, You have been authorized to hit that lowdown, no good devil back. You better hit him. And you better hit him hard. And you better hit him with the right thing. And that's the word of God. The word of God. You must literally fight to win the battle in the deep recesses of your mind with prayer. You fight that devil with the Holy Spirit who lives within you. You fight that devil with the word of God and receive the truth of God's word about yourself. Don't you let that devil bring up your past and you make that a reality of who you are today. When that no good, low down devil reminds you of your past, you look at him and say, I know your future is the lake of fire. Get behind me, devil. Get behind me, you no good devil. The devil is not your friend. And don't play in his camp. Don't you have your foot in the devil camp and the Lord's camp at the same time. He'll slap you down like that. You got to make up your mind and decide who you will serve. Like Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Only then will you know your true identity and experience freedom in Christ. My goodness. Number seven. When you fail to cultivate a spiritual mindset, you will not be able to see your spiritual progress in life. When you fail to cultivate a spiritual mindset, you will not be able to see your spiritual progress in life. It's a powerful scripture here we need to, to, to give you is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. 1 Timothy 4, 15, it says, practice and work hard. I like that. And work hard on these things. Be absorbed in them. Completely occupied in your ministry. Look at that. Completely occupied. Given over to. Consumed with your ministry. So that your progress will be evident to all. You say, I'm making progress. I'm, I'm spiritual. Well, I got a question for you. Who, who sees your progress? Beloved, you cannot make spiritual progress without cultivating a spiritual mindset. Can people see spiritual progress in your life? Can people see spiritual progress in your life? Well, how do believers make spiritual progress in their lives? How many of you want to make some spiritual progress? I mean, you don't want to go backwards. You want to go forward. You want to make some, you want to make some spiritual progress. How many of you want to make some spiritual progress? You make spiritual progress by not being satisfied where you are. God just gave me that one. Some of y'all, y'all satisfied? Y'all think y'all arrived. Can't nobody tell you nothing? You know everything. I know that. I know that. Oh, I heard that before. 
I heard that before. Oh, I know John 3.16. Do you realize John 3.16 can no longer speak to you if you become so familiar to it or with it that it can no longer speak truth from it? Oh, I know that. Oh, I I heard that little line, Pastor said. Oh, I, I heard that verse before. So what? You don't have it yet. Truth is worth repeating. It's worth repeating. Repetition is the mother of learning. So here's the second one. You must know your spiritual condition. That's how you make spiritual progress. You must know your spiritual condition. Sometimes believers do not have a clue about their spiritual state. They don't even know their condition. They don't have a clue. Often many are in spiritual regression and do not even know it. You must know your spiritual condition. What spiritual condition are you in? 2 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, verse 5 is a wonderful text to accommodate this insight. It says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. You ought to be testing you. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you have failed to meet the test. You fail in the test, you're not making progress. When we as believers examine ourselves scrutinize ourselves. We're so busy looking at other folk that we can't check ourselves out. It's not the other person. It's you. It's you. God is concerned about your personal growth. When you as believers examine, scrutinize, inspect, and search ourselves, we will make the necessary spiritual adjustments to realign our lives to the word of God and raise the spiritual standard of our lives which validates our faith in Christ. I say it again. When we as believers examine ourselves, when we scrutinize ourselves, inspect ourselves, search ourselves, put the spiritual flashlight on our own lives, we will make the necessary spiritual adjustments to realign our lives to the word of God and raise the spiritual standard of our lives which validates our faith in Christ. You must know your spiritual condition if you're going to make spiritual progress. Another thing we must consider if we're going to make spiritual progress, believers make spiritual progress by saturating their minds with the scripture. You make spiritual progress when you saturate your minds with the scripture. Psalms 119 verse 16 says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. When the psalmist says, I will delight in your statues, he was saying that the statues, which is the word of God, is satisfying to the soul. It's, the statues are gratifying and brought, the, the statues brought the psalmist great 
pleasure. When the word of God is fulfilling and satisfying to your soul, it becomes a priority in your life and you will not forget it. Believers who do not delight in the Lord's statue settle for cheap substitutes. Believers who do not delight in the Lord's words, statues, settle for cheap substitutes, which only bring temporary satisfaction, leaving them spiritually empty and impoverished. However, when you read and meditate daily on the word of God, it enriches your life. The word of God spiritually refreshes your life, spiritually renews your life. When you read the word of God, it brings spiritual delight and fulfillment. If you're going to make progress, you're listening, and I'm so glad you are. If you're going to make progress, then you need to consider this. If you settle for mediocrity, you cannot make progress. If you settle for mediocrity, you cannot make progress. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Not for people. What you do is for the Lord. You know, you don't get upset. Uh, somebody's leading your song. You, you, you don't get upset because things are not up to your criteria. <laughs> You know, I declare some folk come to church for the wrong reasons. When you're doing it for the Lord, hey, I'm just glad to be singing. I'm just glad I got a voice. I'm glad I can move my hand. I'm glad I can blink an eye. Lord, use me however you want to use me. If my name is called or overlooked, it's okay. You know my name. God blesses believers who give him their best effort. God blesses believers who give him their best effort with a burning zeal and passion. I'm going to do whether people cooperate, whether they don't, whether they show up or not. Listen, if it was only one person sitting here listening to me preach, I'd be preaching this message the same way because that one person count before the Lord. I don't have to have a crowd to preach. Matter when the virus came, wasn't it, none of y'all was in this place. But my wife and a little praise team and some uh, media folk. It was strange preaching. No amen. No, no, no baby crying. You know, it was strange. But I, I preached my, I preached up a sweat. You know why? Because I was compelled. The call of God is upon my life. It's like fire shut up in my bone. I have just as much fire for God as when he first called me to preach. I've been working for Jesus a long time and I ain't tired yet. Don't you dare quit on God. You're almost out of here. That tornado could have come here yesterday. God blesses believers who give him their best effort. With burning zeal and passion. It is amazing how many saints will give their best to their supervisors and those in authority over them on the job. And then come to the Lord's house and do little to nothing. The Bible says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord. Say for the Lord. Lord. 
It's not for Pastor Draper. It's not for some influential person in the church that you know and respect. It's for the Lord and not people. People can't reward you. The Lord will not bless half-hearted, uncommitted saints. Now, that was a big statement. Write it down. You, you, You don't want to be convicted. If you write it down, you'll get convicted. I dare you to write it down. The Lord... The Lord will not bless half-hearted, uncommitted saints. If you're going to make progress in your life, it starts with the personal discipline of getting up in the morning. Some folk can't get up. They just turn around, roll around, hold that bed. Get up! There's a work for you to do. Get, 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 get up. Then, if you're going to make progress, be on time. Whatever meeting we're having here, be on time. Choir rehearsal. We, I, we don't wait at 10 o'clock when it's time for, time for church to start. I don't say, well, uh, I'm, not, I'm scared to call a name because that might be you. But, uh, but I'm not talking about you. So I'm, I'm scared to call a name because it may be somebody with that name. You say, well, he's talking about me. No, but, 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 but what I'm saying is that... Uh, we're going to start whether you're here or not. We're not going to wait on you. I, I don't, it doesn't matter whether you're on program. Well, she's not here yet. I said, go on. Go on. Who's that important? The church can't start on time. Look how quiet it is. <laughs> you're not that important. I'm not either. If, if, I, if I'm not here, start. You know, when I'm not here, you know something is really wrong unless I'm out of town or something unique. But I'm always here. I've, to my knowledge, uh, all the way back in my ministry, I've, I've been on time, never missed a wedding. Look how quiet y'all got. <laughs> never missed a funeral. Always on time. Whatever, matter of fact, I'm before, I'm calculating to be before time just in case a train come, long delays on the road. So I got to leave ahead of time. I can't leave behind time because what you're having is important to you. You matter to me. You counting on me. And I'm going to come through as best I can because I love you and I'm your pastor. Now. Now, don't call me and kill me. Now, all y'all say, well, I want you to come to this and that. I can't make every football game. I can't make every little league soccer game. Matter of fact, I got to say what the main thing. If I make all y'all stuff every time, you know what? Then the book will go lacking. That's why we have staff. I can't make every, I try to make as many hospital visitations. I do some, I'm doing less and less counseling. Less and less. I can't do it all. I'm getting, matter of fact, I ain't getting old. I'm old. <laughs> now, some of y'all can be in la-la land about it, but... <laughs> I better stick to preaching and, and delegate some of these things so I can last to stand before you and declare the word of God. What do you want me to do? Be raking leaves or studying to, to feed you the word of life? We need to assign people to do that. Amen? Amen. You'll kill me. So I have to, you know what? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all listen. There's a certain thing called stewardship of energy. You need to write that down. Stewardship of energy. Do you realize God only gives you a certain amount of energy? He doesn't give you supernatural energy like he did with Elijah just running past that chariot, if you know what I'm talking about in the Bible. You, 
Y'all think you got such supernatural energy. No, you only can spend so much energy, and when it's spent, that's it. That's how you have heart attacks and strokes and everything else. You're going beyond your capacity. Oh, God. I didn't mean to say all that, but he meant for me to say it, so I'll say it. Stewardship of energy. I can only be so many places. I have to select. I have to be wise. I have to pray. When I can, I can. When I can't, I can't. Please don't get mad when I can't be all things to all people. I'm human. I'm not omnipresent. Look how quiet y'all got. Well, he, won't y'all say amen? A big amen. It's to me. You know how many folk out there I'm preaching to? That's a whole lot of y'all. And it's just one old me. <laughs> so, let me get back where I was so I can find my spot. <laughs> you know, I said half-hearted, uncommitted saints. And if you're going to make progress in your life, it start with personal discipline, getting up, being on time, working hard. If you go usher, be on time. You, 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 you're in the bookstore, be where you belong. You're in the nursery, be where you belong. You go sign up for vacation Bible school, sign up and be there. Making progress is keeping your commitments. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity.